0: Hey guys welcome back to another episode of my point of view with me camilla hello everybody welcome welcome back welcome if you're new i'm a 22 year old college student from argentina having a lifestyle career-based podcast that shows you that life is easy if you consider things from a different point of view hello another intro that i almost forgot to record i don't know i feel like this is what happens when i don't follow my like to-do list plan And this week I wasn't so strict with it, I just, like, wrote down, like, what I was going to work on on each day, like, general clients that I, had Friday for my point of view podcast, and I didn't use it for that until, like, 4.30pm, and I realized that I didn't have an intro, so, yeah, this is me (laughs) recording my intro that I almost forgot to record, but... Yeah, if you feel like I'm all over the place, it's because I am. But let's just get on with how am I really doing this week. So how am I really doing? I'm feeling good this week. I'm feeling better. I'm This week has been kind of like my off week from school. Before it gets really crazy. Next week, the other one and the other one and then the other one and the next one after that. And the next one after that one also too. So yeah... Um, I had a full-on mental breakdown the, this past weekend, not the one that you're listening to, but the one before that. Um, and I decided to take a two-week break from the podcast in July. Like, yeah, in advance, I'm planning a break a break in advance, <laughs> which is insane. But I am, I am planning a break in advance, which I never done, and I felt like I just needed to, you know, I just needed to realize that I need that. Uh, but yeah, it's been enough. Half week from school, which is nice. I've been working a lot, which is also nice. Uh, My mom bought me a frother. You know, those kind of little things that you, they have a button on the top and you froth your milk. So I've been drinking a lot of coffee with a lot of cold foam, which I'm very excited about. Uh, Also this week, my parents got their vaccine, their first shot of their vaccine. It doesn't really matter what vaccine they got. Just the fact that they got vaccinated is enough for me, so that's I'm very happy about that. And also, I finally got time to watch the Friends Reunion, first of all, which I loved. It's not worth $2.5 million to each cast member, like, that's what they pay them to do that reunion. Like, it's not worth that amount of money, but it was nice to watch, especially if you like the show. I've watched the show, like, 30 times, And HBO is not in Argentina yet. It's going to be by the end of June here. So I've been really missing watching Friends. Like that's my comfort show forever. I can talk about any other show being my comfort show. But at the end of the day, that's my number one comfort show. So yeah, it it holds a very special place in my heart. And then uh, today, Friday, I'm recording this on Friday. I am watching After Dinner in the Heights movie... Um. Again, I don't have HBO Max, so I did kind of find an illegal link. But I mean, I'm gonna watch it here, and then when cinemas reopen, I'm gonna go to the movies and I'm gonna watch it on a cinema because I feel like that's the movie that you need to watch in a cinema. But I cannot wait. Like I'm very impatient when it comes to that, so I'm just gonna watch it on my computer, and then I'm gonna go and pay for the movie. Okay, so don't judge here in latin america we do what we can to watch the movies that take a long time to get released here okay we don't judge we don't judge okay this is a safe space for people that watch movies in illegal links okay not illegal but like i'm not paying for it but i don't have hbo max here in argentina until the end of june and cinemas are closed so where am i supposed to watch the movie if it's not like in a you know, and a link from whatever that's free and I'm not giving anyone any money. But at the end of the day, I will, okay? When the cinemas reopen, I will. And then I will pay HBO Max and we will watch the movie on HBO Max. So, it's just because I'm impatient. Like, that's the only reason why I'm watching the movie today. That is it. But yeah, I'm watching that movie today and I am so excited because I love it. I mean, I when i mean short story but like i i usually never watch those like again illegal recordings of musicals since i don't live in new york i cannot watch the musicals that are on broadway i am in all my life i've just watched or i just paid to see chicago live which is one of my favorite things in the world but i usually wait for the movies or for any kind of like better recording because i just hate the really crappy film by a random person video like it's not enough for me like for example dear van hansen i've never watched it because i don't know i don't like watching the weird recording so i'm just really excited for the movie coming out in september so yeah i just really knew the story kind of f- about in the heights like really slightly and i knew some of the songs and what it was kind of about but that was kind of it and then the trailer came out, and I freaked out, when was it, like in February, in January, I don't know, I freaked out with that trailer, I was like in love, I just started listening to the soundtrack nonstop, and then some of the songs from the movie, like the movie soundtrack came out, and I was obsessed with those, and I don't know, I feel like I am Latino, of course, Like t- I'm a Latina woman, lady, girl, whatever you want to call me, and I I don't know I I I don't know it's weird to explain and I'm not gonna sit here 800 times 800 hours trying to explain (laughs) how I feel about it but I just feel like since I want to move to New York one day I am at the end of the day gonna be an immigrant and I don't know I feel like that movie kind of made me feel more proud about me going to be an immigrant one day like I am proud of where I'm come from and my heritage and the fact that i'm latina but yeah i am very excited to see the movie and i'm really excited to see if it's everything that i hope for and more um i am in love with anthony ramos i am in love with that man like i don't know i i learned lately that he's really short so that kind of threw me off the way that he dances jesus he dances and and the the passion he gave... I mean, I only watched In the Heights and The Little Tissot Trader of Carnaval del Barrio. And I can tell he is the best thing in this world. I am in love with a man <laughs> so much. So yeah, so I'm really excited. And, and it's a movie that I feel like is going to mean a lot to me. And it already means a lot to me. And I haven't even watched it. So you can imagine. There are, there are going to be tears. And it's going to be a, an emotional roller coaster. But I'm very excited. I, I just feel like movies... 2020 were really lackluster because like there was this really big like what do we do now we don't have cinemas I feel like now 2021 the movie industry has kind of started to the film industry moving the film industry has started kind of like to move and to kind of roll back to what it was and all these great amazing movies are gonna be released this year and I'm so excited that the first big 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 big, big movie that I'm gonna watch this year. Is gonna be in the Heights musical, and also I'm a big fan of musicals. I love musicals; they make me happy and just like I don't know this kind of the the music that's from in the Heights. Remember me of my childhood in Panama. I spent five years of my childhood in Panama, um, and it was very like, yeah, like the music from in the Heights, and 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 the the phrases and like the little catchphrases that they say are so like Caribbean style it reminds me a lot of my childhood it makes me emotional I love it yeah so that's what I'm gonna say I'm happy I'm kind of relaxed kind of really stressed because I don't know I feel like I'm really behind on podcast work this week but I'm excited to watch this movie I don't care if I'm gonna have to work on my podcast on Sunday just to watch this movie today I am going to watch this movie today okay that's it now, let's get on to today's episode. So, today's episode is with a very ex- ex- exciting guest. I've been wanting to record this episode since forever. It's with Natasha Samuel from Shine With Natasha. Um, she's at Shine With Natasha on Instagram. And Natasha is the host of the Shine Online podcast and Instagram strategist that helps small business shine online. Through intensive strategy days, digital resources and education, Natasha helps you build your brand on the gram with a video strategy that's fulfilling and fun without the overwhelm. So basically, she has a business that revolves around teaching other people how to use Instagram, especially video on Instagram to make their businesses grow and be amazing and yeah she's the best she is i mean we talked about so many things so i'm just gonna stop praising her but like we talked about how she built h- this business for herself if she enjoys working for herself what are the pros the cons she started an upwork just like me so we touched a little bit about that and then on the second half of the episode we decided to talk more about instagram like instagram tips instagram myths instagram tips specifically for podcasters the best apps to use on instagram and i mean there's so much value on this episode if you use instagram which i feel like anyone listening uses instagram like who doesn't use instagram today i don't know so yeah i hope you enjoyed this episode i know you're gonna love it and i'm just gonna leave you with it with it <laughs> with it i'm just gonna leave you with it okay i'm all over the place i'm living now Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of my point of view, today I have a very, very exciting guest. Hi, Natasha! Hi, I'm excited to chat! Oh, uh, yeah, do you want to give a little bit p- of an introduction for the people that may not know who you are? Like name, age, location, what do you do for a living, and all of that.
1: Yes, definitely. So, my name's Natasha. Uh, my business and brand is Shine with Natasha. I'm an Instagram strategist and I really focus on video content, storytelling on Instagram, and helping businesses show up on Instagram to grow their brand. Um, I'm located in Tampa, Florida. My age is 24. And I think that's it.
0: Ah, <laughs> oh, that's so exciting. Uh, so before we get into the episode, we have so many things to talk about because I planned this episode super exciting. I think I have it planned since like forever. I don't even remember when. <laughs> I do this segment with every guest where we kind of start the conversation by opening up a little bit about our mental health this week. Where I ask just how are you really doing? So how are you really doing this week? <laughs>
1: how am I really doing? Well, it's launch week, so it's been a little, a little busy, <laughs> a little exciting. Um, I think I've been doing okay. I mean, I'm excited to get over the hump, but I feel like whenever you get through a big project or get through like a big chapter of your life, like you're always kind of like what's next? Like, okay, that's done. So Mm -hmm. like I need to chill out or do I need to plan something new? (laughs) So I feel like it's been an ebbs and flows of being like really happy and excited for a lot of things in my personal life and my business that are going well. But then some days of just like kind of not being the happiest and not feeling the best and kind of just letting that Mm -hmm. be a part of the process. So yeah, so I guess I'm doing like, okay
0: yeah that, that's a good way to be at least I feel like I, I launches are very stressful and overwhelming sometimes and I feel like it's as you said it's the ups and downs and yeah at least we we, we handle those things the way the best way we can as humans I think
1: <laughs> yes absolutely
0: <laughs> but then now getting more into the actual topic of the episode I wanted to first start talking more about your career and if you went to college or not and if you did what was your major and Yeah. Love that.
1: Yeah. So I did go to college. I went to the University of South Florida um, and I majored in initially journalism because I loved writing. That's what I thought I wanted to do. Um, But eventually I ended up pivoting my track to public relations because everyone said journalism's a dying art. There's no money to be made. There's Mm -hmm. no jobs. (laughs) So I went to PR and um, yeah, I I really loved my college experience and that's actually when I started building my business. Um, So I started getting some digital marketing jobs and internships where I was just kind of getting experience. And my first one was actually with a woman that had her own business, which i had never heard of. Mm -hmm. She worked for herself. It was all remodeling remote. She did digital marketing and it was just like kind of really opened my eyes to the possibility. And she always kind of encouraged us like if you want to do your own thing, if you want to build your own dream, you can. Um, And I never really had thought it was possible or even considered entrepreneurship at that time. So yeah, yeah, that kind of like planted the seed and I had some other experiences and I was with a one internship long term and I had eight clients at one time and was doing like full marketing. Um, And then it kind of just ended abruptly what I thought was going to be my full time thing afterwards just ended. And then oh. I kind of was like, okay, I'm about to graduate. Mm-hmm. I'm having that crisis. I feel like every college student has, or like, what am oh I going to do for the I rest am of my life? I'm graduating
0: in December and I'm <laughs> like, that.
1: the crisis of like, okay, now I did yeah. all this and now, now what? Oh, and I just was like, I think I want to start my own business and just see how it goes. So I kicked it off. I, I launched it and kind of told that mentor initially, like, hey, I think I'm going to do this. And she's like, go do it, do it. And she's like, I'll actually give you your first client. And I was like, oh, okay." So I started doing my brand. I named my business and I've been doing it ever since.
0: Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. And also, I feel like a lot of people say that maybe one of the cons or one of the most scary things about having your own business is like the non-stability. But I feel like when you work for other people, you have the same... Right thing because anyone can like you just let you go and you're like jobless <laughs> and yeah. whenever you want and it's a big thing that people put as a con when it comes to working for yourself and I'm like but wait for example I don't know anyone that works in Google or whatever other company you don't own the company like right. they can let you go anytime they want so yeah that's that's always crazy about like working for yourself stuff so when was around like the time where you kind of started this whole like business like what year was it? It was 2019,
1: 2018, 2018. I graduated in 2018, so it was in 2018. <laughs> there we go, January so,
0: 2018. Yeah, so you started your, your, your post-grad journey, if you want to call it that, like... With your own business already or was it after you graduated?
1: Yeah. So I still had one semester left of school before I graduated. So I was supposed to graduate in the spring and I started my business January 2020 or 20. Oh my gosh. 2020. What are the years (laughs) they've all meshed together, but 2018. So I basically was doing my business in school 50, 50, um, for a whole semester, consider dropping out a few times.
0: (laughs) Oh my God. I'm like
1: that. I was going to ask you like, (laughs) how did you graduate? (laughs) Yeah, it was, it was really hard. Luckily I was like, I only had a few classes left, so I wasn't technically full time, but they still were my most high level classes. Like we had clients, we were doing PR campaigns and I'm trying to get my business off the ground. So it'll support me after college. So it was a lot. Um, I had to make a lot of sacrifices that I feel like you typically are like really enjoying your last year in college, but I was just kind of grinding away. Um, and yeah, Mm. and then just, I got a few clients. I was actually doing a lot of things on Upwork, which if you're not familiar with Upwork, oh,
0: I started on Upwork. Yeah. Yeah. It's so
1: great. It's, it's basically like the opposite of Fiverr. So instead of people like, you can basically pitch and give proposals for specific jobs so that's where I got my first two clients one of which I was with until I stopped offering management services so I was with her for a few years um and then I basically just stuck with it full-time I never got another job after that
0: Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, I started working because I want I started I, w- I actually wanted to kind of save some money before I graduated because, you know, sometimes you're like, okay, uh, yeah, <laughs> I need something else than school. Yep. Um and I I never really knew where to start because it was like, okay, yeah, I want clients, but where do you go? And I feel like Upwork is the best place to kind yeah. of dip your toe like in the water and be like, okay, yeah. It has some pros and cons, of course, like everything, but yeah, I've been working there since like January, and it's insane that you also started there because I feel like it helps a lot. The the thing about Fiverr, which I tried, was that you have to promote yourself a lot for people to find right. you, and here you find the clients right. and you know where to kind of who to choose and where do you want to go because I feel like there are so many things you can do in the freelance client yes. world. So I love Upwork Yeah, I'm yeah. a big fan. So I love that you started there and. So when you started your business, you started your Instagram the way that it is now or has been for like the past year that helps like other people with their content strategy and all of that? Or do you just use it for like branding and kind of, yeah, propaganda? I don't know if that's a word, but I feel like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So that's pretty much
1: I started my Instagram and my business was kind of more as like a marketing, like boutique agency was kind of how I positioned it. And then I eventually niched down to just doing social media management for Instagram. Um, So, I initially kind of was using my Instagram just kind of to position myself as that expert so people would choose me for their Instagram strategy um, but also to kind of like visually show almost like a portfolio of like I know what I'm doing because I think a common mistake I see from people that are in the social media world is they focus so much on their clients Instagram content and social media content that they completely neglect their own and that's like your first portfolio essentially so that's kind of how my Instagram started so in a lot of ways I was still kind of teaching and educating and showing up around Instagram but at that time Mm -hmm. it was kind of more like showing that I knew what I was talking about and that I visually could do it but now it's kind of more of like I can be your teacher and your coach and your strategist since my services and offers have kind of pivoted a little bit.
0: Yeah no I love it and I just wanted to ask you like I know that a couple months back you did like kind of like a switch from, I think it was called Soul Studio or something. Soul Studio, yes. To shine with Natasha, so I just want to know why you did that switch and what are like the main difference that happened between those.
1: Yeah, definitely. So Soul Studio made a lot of sense when I kind of was positioning myself as that Instagram studio, you know, offering all the services for Instagram, for businesses, done for you, monthly retainers. Um but I slowly found myself going more into the education space. I had my podcast, which I still have, and then I had I was starting to speak more and I kind of was pivoting to being less of like the done for you person, but more to like the thought leader and the speaker and the educator. And I found that not only I I love Soul Studio, I love the name, I love the brand, Mm -hmm. but I also found that it was very hard if I was like on a podcast or on a, um, thing of like it's S O L studio, which a lot of people didn't know. (laughs) And, um, I just felt like it didn't represent my brand. It wasn't easy to remember and it just wasn't going with that new direction. So that's why I was like, you know, let's just test out kind of moving into more of like a personal brand, which was already kind of how I was showing up, Mm -hmm. but just making it easier to remember. Um, and kind of just representing the new direction that I was going in with my services of more like let me teach you how to do it let me strategize with you versus like let me do it for you and going the agency route totally could have went that route and kept soul studio and hired people and done agency but I don't really love management um let alone managing humans let alone (laughs) managing clients and and team for (laughs) that specifically so that was kind of where that pivot came from
0: yeah, it's really interesting because sometimes you don't think about the whole teaching and doing it with instead of doing it for. And I feel like that's a very interesting like take on to have, which I don't... Well, lately I think I have been seeing it more because I've been looking for it more, but... Right. I don't know. I feel like a couple years back, you just see like people that they would do it for you and you wouldn't have to do anything. And it's like, okay, yeah, but I would like to learn also how to do it for myself. Totally. You know? <laughs> yeah.
1: I feel like there's in every niche, there's people that just want to hire someone to do it. And then there's people that just want to learn how to do it or to teach their team how to do it or, or different things mm-hmm. like that. Okay. So I think there's benefits of both. Um, and I, I know so many people, like so many friends have really successful social media management agencies. And I know that's a really great route to go. But I just kind of felt that the education route just felt like I could reach more people because with retainers and done for you, there's only, there's like always that limit. There's always that capacity of how many people you can serve because you are done for you. You are one human. You're not a robot.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. I totally agree. And then I wanted to ask you, what are some pros and cons that you see when working for yourself? I know you recently started working with your fiance, which was super exciting, the announcement. (laughs) I loved it. And I know that everything in that has some pros and cons, and I just wanted to chat a little bit about those. (laughs)
1: Yeah. I mean, pros and cons of working with Marlon. So far, we're still early on in it. I think the, the one thing that we've been find like trying to find balance of course of like when it's when we're having dinner not talking about our million ideas Mm -hmm. for the business but instead talking Mm -hmm. about life and personal things um but we've kind of found our balance there I think the hardest thing is like being for me being patient honestly um I've been in this online space for so long and Marlon's just now being thrown into it um so understanding there's a lot of things he has to learn and that just shifting between being like the CEO of the company that he works for and then shifting to his lovely, loving fiance and, you know, his partner and his friends. So, um, I think understanding those roles has been kind of like the pros and, or the, the cons, I guess it was kind of just finding the balance there. I mean, I think the pros is that it's so nice having full-time support which I never would have thought I wanted in my business but having two people working full-time for Shine with Natasha I love all my amazing contractors that I have on my team but that has been like the biggest pro by far and just also he can travel with me now if I travel for work and like if he needs to take off a day like the boss will probably let him take off and and those different types of things so that's kind of like (laughs) with working with my partner but pros and cons of running a business. Um, I feel like I could go on and on about a lot of the pros Mm -hmm. of just like time freedom, the ability to scale your income. Like there isn't a glass ceiling that you can't, you, you get this salary and that's what you expect. And that's what it should be. Um, I love the, that I can be creative and always be creating new things and helping people. Um, and I love all of that. I think the like the biggest con for me is that it is not as freeing as people let on. Like there's a lot of, it's always, I mean, I can't turn off being the CEO of Shine With Natasha. Um, you yeah. know, as much support <laughs> as I have, I'm always going to be the boss, um, which is great in some ways, but like I said, kind of not great in others. And I think it can be hard to find balance. Um, and I think this could probably be said for any career, but I think as an entrepreneur, you have to understand that you're going to have to work harder and show up In bigger ways and be challenged Mm. in a lot of ways. I mean, even in the last year, I've had so many times where I'm like, this is a lot. This is intense. This is stressful and overwhelming and scary. And it's challenging my mindset Mm. and my mental health and it's a lot to balance. And I think not enough people realize that you're making a big sacrifice by going the entrepreneur out. But if you have that (laughs) grit, I think it's so, so worth it. And I think it's all, it's like a journey. Like I'm still discovering how I can find balance and how I can create a business that supports my life versus just thinking my business is going to automatically give me the freedom like you kind of got to structure your business to give you that so that's my long-winded um con of just like it's hard to find the balance and it's a lot of it's a lot of work
0: yeah I feel like you you you're you're looking for the balance all your life with everything like and I wanted to ask you a little bit about this because I know that the pandemic affected all of us after the pandemic helped you or not helped you when it comes to balance with work and life because some people have found it because they knew when to disconnect and some people were like no i never disconnect because it's like that audio from tiktok that is like my my home <laughs> is my work and my work is my home now yeah. <laughs> so yeah oh yeah i
1: think the pandemic was really tough like working from home being from home a lot um I think it challenged all of us in a lot of ways. And I think especially being in the States, like all the political things going on, like it was a heavy, intense year. Um, for my business, it was my biggest year yet. We almost over doubled, um, our revenue in 2020 versus 2019, um, which was really exciting. Saw so much growth in the business, but with that growth, um kind of like not I wouldn't say I went viral, but I think my brand had a viral amount of growth in such a short period of time. I mean, like looking back to this time last year, may twenty twenty I had like maybe hit five thousand followers, and by the end of September, I had like fifteen thousand followers wow. like it was that insane of growth, and I also saw it on the back end of like people ask me to be on their podcasts and speaking and having more students and more inquiries to work with me. And that was when I actually made that pivot of like, I can only do so much with done for you. I need to pivot. So while my business, like on, you know, if you look at it, you're like, wow, she grew so much. Her Instagram grew, her revenue grew. Um, I was successfully able to make that very scary pivot of firing all my clients and going a completely different <laughs> direction, which is really scary. Um, mm-hmm. But it also was really overwhelming, and it has still been to this day of like making the back end of the business keep up with what's actually happening, because like scaling fast is really tough, and I don't think that's like ever the goal. Is I think like slow growth is is really great. But sometimes you grow really fast, and you just gotta you just gotta roll with it, which has kind of been what we've <laughs> yeah. been doing for the last year,
0: yeah, wow. that's amazing that you had like a great twenty twenty year when it comes to your business because it's been a hard year for a lot of people, so absolutely that's that's amazing. yeah, I was thinking about it. And I feel like a lot of people took Instagram way more serious for their business in twenty twenty since we had all this time to kind of look through Instagram totally and be on social media. so. Yeah, that's amazing. I'm kind of thinking about 2020 and like Instagram. Like when I started this podcast, I didn't even thought of not doing an Instagram. I was like, I need the podcast account on Anchor and I need the Instagram account. And that's it.
1: (laughs) Exactly. And then
0: then you see, yeah. (laughs)
1: Definitely. I feel like the way that, I mean, not only like, I think TikTok made it, kind of shifted the social media landscape entirely but i think that instagram because it was this forefront place for people to find out about what was happening with the pandemic and what was happening with black lives matter and what was happening with all Mm -hmm. these things that were going on it was like wow like social media has a bigger impact than people really consider um so Mm -hmm. i do think that it definitely put it to the forefront of a lot of people's minds of like i can't neglect this part of my business like if you want to market your business, social media and Instagram is a huge part of that.
0: Yeah, 100%. I see it with my mom. She has a small home decor business here in Argentina. She started in November. And I mean, she did so well, but because she put so much like, and we all helped her, like me and my sister, we know Instagram. So we all helped her with their Instagram. And that's where she makes most of her sales, you know, and most of her revenue. So I mean yeah Instagram is key and also TikTok but I feel like TikTok sometimes is a different audience it depends on how you target it so I feel like TikTok is good but it's harder I don't know I feel like Reels and TikTok is something that I'm still trying to understand (laughs) like what does good what doesn't how does this work but we have insights now on Reels so I'm really excited about that yeah same here (laughs) yeah so then I wanted to switch a little bit of the conversation I know you're again an Instagram an Instagram queen I mean if you want to say it you know a lot (laughs) especially video which I feel like it's something that people sometimes sleep on video when I enter to the page and I see that it doesn't have reels I'm like what is going on (laughs) is this person on is this person online Uh, but yeah I just wanted to first talk a little bit about your new courses I know that you launched them this week as we talked about and just for my listeners so they know what they can search what, what, what you can offer with Chime with Natasha for them if they are interested. So what are your new courses about?
1: Yeah, definitely. I, I feel like video is such a great opportunity for people that are wanting to connect with their ideal audiences, like humanize their brand, tell really great stories, mm-hmm. create great content. So yeah, yeah, so I, I revamped my signature courses. So Instagram for Impact really goes through the strategic framework that you need to show up on Instagram from planning content, creating engaging content, utilizing you know different elements of your profile, optimizing everything. Um, and then my other course, Shine on Instagram Video, is really catered towards people that are wanting to utilize video and they are overwhelmed on not only the creation side, but feeling oh. confident on camera, using (laughs) lives, reels, IGTV stories. I mean, there's so much to use. And so I really break it down in a really easy way, whether you're wanting to post your first video or you're wanting to add the whole, you know, four types of videos into your strategy. Um, so yeah, those are really great resources. (laughs) If you're like, I need help DIYing my Instagram. um, that's really what I've created those for
0: yeah I know that I know how many lives you do because that's a video form content that I'm so scared of (laughs) it's (laughs) just like podcasting right (laughs) that's a lot (laughs) yeah I know but like I feel like doing it live is I don't know. It's weird. Weird. Maybe one day I'll do like a podcast episode live, yeah. but I don't know. But I just love seeing your lives. I It gives me confidence to someday try it. I feel like, you know, see one, teach one, do one.
1: Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. That's actually how I started my podcast was I used to just have conversations with people on lives. And I was like, these are too good to just like keep on Instagram. So maybe like doing an interview or a conversation will be like your entry way to do it exactly yeah yeah
0: i have the, I, the thing is i feel like i need to plan it and lately with school is sometimes it gets kind of overwhelming because instagram for me it's a full-time job some days yeah. and i'm like whoa do i really need to spend my whole saturday creating a new content strategy with this new feature Totally. <laughs> and it's a lot sometimes uh, sometimes and it gets kind of overwhelming when it's it's not like Instagram is not my main focus. My podcast is, but I need Instagram to promote the podcast. So it kind of gets like a lot. And then you have like school deadlines and you're like, whoa, I didn't post today. Oh yeah. (laughs) So sometimes it gets like a lot, but I wanted to talk a little bit about with you uh, some myths that I've been seeing and that I've also kind of uh, asked my listeners on the Instagram to kind of send me some, send me some myths that they were like wanting to, debunk or say if they're true or not like let's see what it does but the first one said paid internship paid partnerships oh my god sorry tax will reduce my reach and engagement is that true or false oh that's a really
1: good one i would think false because Instagram's really pushing like creators to start monetizing Instagram and I think it's even more important if you don't signify that you're doing paid partnerships because then they'll definitely yeah. not push the content out. Yeah. So I say false.
0: Yeah, yeah. I work for another podcast and they have a paid partnership with a brand and every time I do something on the caption that has that brand instagram directly sends me to tag content yep. and, I'm, and it's like you need to tag the brand here and i'm like okay okay i do yep. whatever you want yes <laughs> and then the next two i feel like they could go great together which is something i feel like that we all ask ourselves that you can easily get shadow banned slash the instagram algorithm hate us hates us all <laughs> which i feel like is something we all have felt since the algorithm stopped being chronological i mm. feel like that's something that we all feel like very personal and i don't think it's that personal, but what do you think? <laughs> yeah, I'd say definitely false. Um, I think once you take
1: the time to understand the algorithm and its goal, its goal is to show people content it thinks it will like to keep them on Instagram longer. Like that's essentially what the algorithm does. So it's not really <laughs> created to harm brands or creators or businesses. It kind of just goes down to like understanding how to use it in a beneficial way. So I would say I almost like love the algorithm because I understand 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 how it works and how it can benefit but I mean sometimes it's definitely not our best friend but I would say false
0: yeah (laughs) yeah yeah I love that and then this one says the Instagram algorithm prioritizes certain features and content in the feed and I feel like this might be true with reels and all of that but what do you think (laughs) yeah I definitely think that it prioritizes reels
1: um I also think that it prioritizes carousels for example so yeah carousel feed Mm -hmm. post because like let's say you like keep scrolling on a post and you don't tap through the whole carousel you'll probably notice it Comes to the top of your feed again and it's like on the second or third slide so I think that it prioritizes carousels and I do think that IGTV videos whether they're native or if they're like a live replay I also do think that those also are prioritized on the feed but also on the explore page so that's why I always say like Try to avoid just posting like a static. Like, I mean, sometimes static photos work well or static graphics, but if you can make it into a carousel or a reel or an IGTV video, you're going to see better results by utilizing those features.
0: Yeah, and I feel like there are so many ways to repurpose content. Again, sometimes it gets overwhelming, but I always saw... I don't know who told me this. I wish I I remember. But like my piece of content that I have to repurpose is my, my podcast episode. And then I have to think like how many things I can do from that. And for example, I don't know, one episode was about networking. So I can do a reel with each tip of networking. And then I can do a carousel with all the tips. And then I can do this and this and that. And yeah, I feel like you can... If you... It's. I mean, like anything, Instagram wants to keep you on the app. So right. as long as you use more of the features, it's gonna love you more. And I feel like this one kind of ties with this. Like creating every type of content, Instagram has to offer will benefit my account's performance. And I feel like yes, yes, uh, true. But it can get overwhelming. But totally. what I, I mean. What would be your tip for someone that is kind of getting overwhelmed with everything that Instagram has to offer or everything that you can do on Instagram?
1: (laughs) Totally. I think my two tips are start with what you can sustain, essentially. So don't try and post Mm -hmm. seven times a week if you can't keep that up week to week. Instagram would much rather have you be consistent than to post seven times a week and then completely ghost the platform. So don't worry so much about the frequency, but focus more on like how often can you consistently show up each week? If that's three posts a week, that's stellar. If it's five posts, that's even great too. Um, And then I think the other thing that really helps with the overwhelm is not thinking of it as like, there's five places to be on Instagram. I need to use them all, but instead to just think of it in two parts, Instagram stories, non-negotiable should always be a part of your strategy because I would say like 50% of people probably aren't even scrolling through their feed. They're probably just on Instagram stories. And then I would say the other side of that is something that is posted to your feed. Which can be feed posts and carousels. It can be reels. It can be IGTV videos, and it can be lives that are saved as an IGTV video. So instead of thinking of your real strategy or your live strategy as being separate from your feed, think of it as if I'm posting four times a week on my feed. Instead of those all being feed posts, how can I add in a live or add in a a, you know reel or something like that? I feel like that makes it a lot more doable and understanding. You can always scale that strategy if you. Need to, but I would say, like, arguably, a carousel versus a live versus a reel can take the same amount of time if you understand how to use them. So it kind of just depends on how what works best for your audience, what works best for your what you actually enjoy. Like, don't force yourself to do lives if you actually hate them. If you're nervous to do them, that doesn't count, but if you actually hate them, then don't do them. (laughs) Um, But yeah, those are some of my my best tips. If you're just like, where do I even focus my energy?
0: yeah yeah exactly again i feel like thank god when i created this instagram reels weren't a thing and it was like the normal live gtv and full feed post yeah uh but then i feel like if someone is opening their account today sometimes it gets really overwhelming because there's a lot of things to do like now i saw that in some countries the reels are 60 seconds now and i'm like can you imagine? <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. Can
0: you imagine? Oh, my God. But yeah, it's insane. I love those tips, though. I feel like sometimes I need to remind those tips, like I need to write them somewhere, especially when school gets crazy to kind of remember that it's all one thing together, you know? Right. Totally. <laughs> and then the last question myth I wanted to talk with you about is that Instagram will penalize you or post if you repeatedly use the same hashtag. So what's the deal with hashtags? I would love to know. Yes.
1: (laughs) So this I would say is true. So if you copy and paste the same hashtag list over and over again, you're definitely not going to see optimal results. My best tip is create a few lists, depending on the types of content or the content pillars that you're posting about. So I mean, the goal with hashtags and how they're going to perform best is like if you're posting a latte at a coffee shop that you're using tags that are relevant to that and not food recipe hashtags. You know what I mean? (laughs) So that's like the best tip is like make a few different lists and alternate them depending on what the content is to make sure that it's as accurate as possible.
0: And copy pasting works because I know that's like the biggest thing ever. Do you have to write them all down yourself? Can you copy paste? Is it possible? (laughs) Yes,
1: you can copy and paste. And one of the biggest myths that I hear is that like, does it matter if it's in the comments or the caption? Totally doesn't matter. What matters is that you're getting those hashtags onto your post as soon as possible. That's what really matters.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And then I wanted to ask you a little bit of like maybe kind of where would you, like some, a person opens an Instagram account today, or let's say that they want to like start over because their content until now hasn't worked, where should their main focus be on like where should they start first
1: <laughs> yeah i think that stories are definitely essential so have a story strategy try and post daily and multiple times throughout the day um and then i would have some type of feed post and if you can have at least two of the four main types that would be beneficial so i think if you do carousels and reels that's what i do for most of my feed content that would be great if you do reels and lives i think that would be great if you do igtv and and carousels that'd be great so I would just try to have like some type of feed posts um but not try to do all five of them like just dial in on like two to three of them
0: yeah I love that and do you have any main apps that you use that help you thrive on Instagram I know that you had one for reels and then it deleted all your videos <laughs> <So> <laughs> I was like oh my god that's so sad <laughs> yeah yeah I
1: really love InShot for editing my reels that's my favorite reels editing tool
0: I-, I wanted to ask you, have you ever tried Vita, V-I-T-A? V-I-T-A. I don't think so. It's a good one for Instagram reels. I think nice. I wanted to send it to you on Instagram and I forgot. Yeah,
1: <laughs> definitely. I'm always checking out new video editors. I've tried a ton. InShot's just what I lean mm-hmm. towards, but yeah. I know there's just so many other good ones as well. Um, Like I know Splice and... um. Yeah. I don't know. There's a bunch of other ones. But I also use Mojo for, like, animated stories or, like, animated graphics. I use that sometimes. I use Tezza for editing my photos and videos sometimes. I use Lightroom for editing my photos for my feed. Um, And then... That's like pretty much, I'm like trying to think, let me look up my phone and see if I use any other things. I have a ton of apps, but I tend to only grab, to, like I also use the app Film. That's another video editing app that I really like. It's like very aesthetic. And I sometimes use Unfold. Um, and then Ooh, a, yeah. Unfold's really great for story mm-hmm. graphics. And then the other one that I tend to grab towards, obviously Canva, but also a design kit. Um, so that's how I make If you look at my grid and you see any of my photos with like a little yellow swirl going behind me, that is how I do it.
0: Oh, I love that. I'm writing that down because I love those things. And I wanted to ask you since your whole brand revolves around the color yellow, which I love because it's so like eye catching, and I know (laughs) when I see yellow, it's you, and I know the wall behind you is yellow, like, (laughs) yes. Uh, how did you came up with like choosing one color and everything roving around that and how beneficial has it been for you to do that
1: yeah definitely um I really think it has been very beneficial for brand awareness and I think specifically because it the color goes with my brand which is kind of where the idea came from is like my idea to initially name my business soul studio is I wanted something that represented me but didn't necessarily wasn't like Natasha Samuel Instagram service Um, I wanted something that (laughs) represented me but didn't necessarily wasn't my full name so I kind of was thinking of soul which means sun and I wanted something bright and sunny and I love mornings and you know, that's just kind of my personality. So that's kind of where I thought of like soul studio, which like my logo had like sun rays in it. And then I thought yellow just seemed so appropriate. So it's kind of how I wanted my clients to feel and what I thought represented me visually. And it's just continued with my brand as it's evolved over the years. And I also think that there's so many great brand colors, but I think yellow definitely kind of stands out in the space. So I think that's also why it's kind of stuck. Um,
0: but yeah, I love my yellow. Yeah. I was going to ask you, like, do you ever feel like maybe you would get tired of yellow and switch like red? (laughs) No way.
1: I I can't even, I don't even know what color I would choose, but I think like for the shine with Natasha brand, it just, it just makes sense like super sunshiny and bright. And that's just how I want my copy and my brand voice and everything to look and feel. So I do not envision me changing my yellow, Possibly the tone of yellow could change. I've changed my yellow <laughs> slightly, my hex code slightly over the years. I've added in brown, I've added in green as like sub colors. Mm. So that's like as far as it's really gotten. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love that. I love that. And also, do you like consciously choose your emojis to also be yellow or do you do it like unconsciously? Like I always used to hear
1: yellow heart and that's it. <laughs> yes. I use it very consciously. I actually call them brand emojis. Um, I think that people Ooh. sometimes are doing this and they don't notice it or they haven't even thought of it, but I think brand emojis go along with your brand voice entirely. So whether they're in your comments, in your bio, um, I think it's important to be consistent across the board. So yeah, those are very intentional and strategic actually.
0: I love that. I love that. I I just thought you would use a name because you like it, (laughs) and I was like, wow. Then I saw a post you did about like brand emojis, and I was like, wow, this is so interesting. I have to keep in mind my color will be brown, and I have to keep in mind the brown heart. (laughs) And then I wanted to ask you one last question, and then we move on to a more fun section of the episode. I know you have a podcast, so let's talk a little bit about your podcast and what do you do there. And then I wanted to ask you how you market it on your Instagram and kind of tips for any other podcasters for their own is, podcast Instagram
1: (laughs) yes I will say my podcast is probably one of my favorite things that I do and like I mentioned it actually started from just the live conversations that I was having with my friends and my colleagues and people that I hired and worked with and that's essentially what I do in most of the episodes is just bringing on people that I admire that I've worked with that are my own friends and are really great experts and business owners and they shine bright in their own way and to just have like honest conversations about business and marketing mental health, all those types of things. Um, So that's kind of what we do on the podcast. Love to add in some more solo episodes, more quick and snappy ones, but that's what we do for the most part. Um, And as for marketing it, I think my, my, one of my biggest tips is yeah. Making sure you post about it. I think is like the first thing is like, use the show notes, use your audio, use the video, which I think you do so well of like using all of that in your content is so 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 key and then I think the other side of it is if you're having guests making sure you're tagging them you're giving them promotional materials because that's a great way to like grow your show and then Mm -hmm. my last tip is If your podcast is, like, in addition to your business, like mine is, I don't recommend having, like, two separate business accounts. I think that it can make it really tough to manage for a lot of people. Um, And what I an alternative I like to recommend is having your own like podcast hashtag. So if you look at my bio and you look up the shine online podcast hashtag, you'll see all of my episodes, like episode graphics and show notes. So it's like, I have like my own page, but it's not like a full page that I'm managing. So that's just a common thing. I see like specifically for people that like their podcast, Mm -hmm. isn't like their business and their brand, which I think a lot of people do. Like, I think that's like your, in your case, for example, I think like having your, own podcast handle is so so smart but like a lot of people that have it as like a part of their business the the podcast account always gets neglected so that's like my (laughs) biggest tip I would say (laughs) oh yeah no for sure I was gonna say one other thing that has really been big for us like promoting wise is like carousels for the promotional graphics have been super stellar. I'd love to play around with like reels and videos and stuff like that, but carousels have definitely boosted our engagement and I think also boosted the amount of listeners that come over from Instagram. So that's all my podcast tips.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, for sure. I love that. And I I started with like, for example, for reels, I started with like a specific way, but now I want to kind of play around and kind of yeah. change it again. I need time to kind of play around with those kinds of things. And also I'm like a big pre like I pre record and when I pre record, I pre edit and when I pre edit, right. I pre create all my content. So then I'm like, okay, I wanna change it, but I don't have time because I did it all. <laughs> <laughs> it's all done. But it's okay. It's okay. No worries. But uh yeah, I love that. I love that because as we were saying, Instagram sometimes feels like a full time job and to have two Instagrams for you to like podcast and then business. It's a lot. It's a and lot. I love like the The hashtag tip. I love that. Wow. Yeah. And then I wanted to ask you like one last question to kind of close the Instagram tips. I know we kind of talked a lot about this when it came to like the whole conversation, but like what would be if my listeners have to stay with like just one tip, For like to be successful on Instagram, if you want to call it and enjoy it at the same time, what would you say? Like if you had to choose one thing that we talked about throughout this whole almost hour. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I would just say like, have more fun on the
0: platform.
1: Like don't overthink it. Don't feel like you have to look a certain way or talk a certain way. Like embrace those imperfect moments in your lives, in your stories, when you edit your photos, like those are what make you personable and interesting and human. Mm-hmm. So I'd say that's probably my best piece of advice.
0: Ah, oh, I love that. So well, now going to the rapid fire question section. Basically, you just have to answer the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay, I'm ready. I'll <laughs> keep it short. <laughs> yeah. What's your go-to coffee order? Uh, oat milk latte.
1: Yeah, oat milk latte. Decaf usually. <laughs> what's the last show you watched and loved the circle actually on netflix
0: i need to watch that it's really good the
1: first episode is trash but it gets better
0: (laughs) (laughs) i love that advice yeah because sometimes i watch the first episode of some shows and i'm like i hate this you you have to give it a chance (laughs) because
1: it's a little crazy
0: (laughs) (laughs) when you think of the word successful who's the first person that comes to your mind
1: Jenna Kutcher is the first person that comes to mind because I think she's built a brand that helps and serves so many people but her she has the balance that I think a lot of us crave of like being able to go to her lake house spend time with her family like that is what I'm working towards of like building a (laughs) seven-figure business so I can like chill with my family but also help people and impact people so I think Jenna Kutcher is pretty awesome
0: yeah I love that if you could give a presentation about any topic unprepared what would it be about it'd probably be batching
1: batching content for instagram (laughs) that's the one thing i could probably talk about our reels i could talk about reels with
0: my eyes closed (laughs) yeah Yeah. what will be one of your favorite quotes
1: one of my favorite quotes um one thing that my mentor to always told me was you are an expert if you know more than someone else. And so that's something I always fell back on when I was kind of really nervous to show up on Instagram and do my first discovery calls and sales calls is like knowing that if I know just a little bit more than someone else that I'm worth of charging for that and I'm an expert and I can teach on it. Yeah I love
0: that. If you could live in any
1: movie which one would it be? Live in any movie. I don't know why the only movie that's coming to mind is Nemo. So I guess I'd be a fish. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably the weirdest answer, but I would be a fish apparently.
0: (laughs) I love that. Oh my God. What is your favorite meal? Favorite meal,
1: anything Italian, pasta, red wine, pizza, anything, anything Italian. (laughs)
0: Yeah. If you could be one person for just one day, who would it be?
1: I think it would be interesting to be Gary V. I'm just interested how mm-hmm. he creates all his content. So maybe Gary V. That's like the first thing that comes to mind. Yeah.
0: no, I love that. And the last one says was a song that never fails to make you dance. <gasps> a song that never fails to make me dance. Um
1: I'm still in love by Sean Paul is the first song that I thought of. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love that. Well, thank you so much for coming on this episode with me. Do you want to plug yourself one last time on all your socials and where people can find you? Yeah, absolutely. So you can
1: binge all my content. Check me out on Instagram at Shine with Natasha. Um, and then at shinewithnatasha.com, you can check out my courses and other resources. And then my podcast name is the Shine Online Podcast.
0: Great, again, thank you so much for coming on, and to everyone else, I'll see you next week. Bye!